Hello and welcome to the House of Odd. This is Nalaya Oddly and today we will be talking about patience. We'll have a short blurb from the House of Odd about the Queen of Spades and Obsidian. We'll be talking a little bit about the Iron Pentacle and we'll even have an opportunity to go ahead and use that singing bowl time that I put in there to work the Iron Pentacle and get some sit time in today. Okay, 20 minutes. A little bit of sit time. Eh, a little bit. Well, anyway, patience. Queen of Spades, Obsidian, Iron Pentacle. Hmm. On to the show. Hello, and thank you for stopping in. It is going to be a full moon tonight first full moon in May. Usually this is the time that those who are involved with the Covenant of Ecate are celebrating her sacred fires for all of those of you who partake. Blessings of Ecate be with you. And thank you for stopping in. Appreciate it. So today I promised you I would be talking about patience and how it's relevant to our workings in life and in magic. But it turns out that patience isn't isn't quite what I thought it was going into this. You know, patience is always the thing I thought I was bad at. Turns out I'm, I'm pretty decent at it, especially when I started looking at patients from a lens of a philosopher, mostly known as a martial artist instead. Yeah, he, uh, he talks about he talks about life and things in terms of water. Now I, I can relate it's a subject I know and love. I love water. And speaking of water, we're actually getting some rain out here in the desert. It's like I heard a crack of thunder a little bit ago. Maybe if we're lucky we can catch some on audio. That would be awesome. Capture some of that power. Well, anyway, I digress. Well, anyway, you know, this particular philosopher talks about the formless power water holds, and he treats it with this its diverse abilities with curiosity. I, I often find myself thinking about how this thought can be applied to my life. You know, I'm not I am not this person. I'll never be this person or philosopher. It's just not, just not genetically possible. It's not, it isn't. You can't be this person either, but you can take this person's thoughts and apply it and see how it works through your life. This, this thing that we, we are calling patience, this, it's been, you know, eddying around in my life as a constant reminder. Yeah, patience. I keep asking in the same empty room, well, why, what am I being patient for? What am I waiting for? Hate waiting. The answer I got was a vexing one. I was told flat out, you're not waiting. That's all I got. I was like, what? What, what do you mean that, that, that I'm not just isn't that what patience is like waiting? I'm like, no, you're not waiting. 
That's that's all I got. That's all I got out of that. It's like, okay, fine. I have to admit to going right for the cards at this point in time to ask, what the hell is with this answer? I don't understand. Well, yeah, of course. So basically what I got from the cards are, okay, yeah, you're not winning. You are slowly building. You are slowly healing. You are slowly growing. Hmm. Okay. All good news, but patience. Why? Why is it still equal waiting in my mind? I haven't, to be honest with you, I haven't felt like anything, but like I have been doing any of these things. I haven't I just, you know, growing, building, healing. Have I been doing any of those things? Really? Well, yeah, it turns out, yeah, I have been. You know, it happens so slowly and it's just when you look at the places that you started from, they're like way out there in the distance. I've been so busy doing all of these little things. I didn't realize that slowly, patiently, yes, patiently. All right. So anyway, I, I got through this whole thing of, you know, I've heard people tell me over and over how much they think I am a strong person and I never really quite felt like I was a strong person. I obviously was not getting the message because I kept poo-pooing over the whole assessment of how well I was doing because I was focusing on all the wrong things. No, really, I was. And, and to be honest with you, I still fall into that trap. You're thinking of all the wrong things. You're focused on all of the wrong things. I was focused on how many panic attacks I had had in such a short period of time. I was focused on how terrible those panic attacks made my body hurt the next day. I dreaded that next day always. I mean, always. It's like, oh, God. As I'm coming out of that PTSD fog and out of that adrenaline rush and starting to crash, the first thought on my mind is like, oh, God, this is going to hurt tomorrow. <sighs> It never occurred to me that the mere fact that I did pull myself out of bed to do meditation and yoga and sit with that pain. And it wasn't just in my body where that pain sat. It was a subconscious manifestation of hoping and working for a better day. You get up. Yeah, it hurts. You move. You gently make space in your body. You move. You meditate. You sit with the emotions and the thoughts. Yeah. It is definitely a subconscious manifestation of working and hoping for a better day. As a result of this slow practice, I began to notice that there was space being created for joints to move better, for blood to, throw through, to flow through and cleanse better, for my breath to deepen in parts of my lungs that I hadn't felt in years because I had been breathing so shallowly for so long. Old injuries. Oh, wow. Yeah, I could feel those. Every single goddamn one of them. Every one of them. They all began to unwind as I just worked the joint slowly, patiently creating more space for it to move. 
And it turns out I was doing more than just unlocking the joint, creating more motion with the body. It turns out I was also unlocking traumas, allowing them to surface for review and release and understand. Make future plans for so that you've learned from it. You can prevent that. You know, when all of this was going on at the same time when the universe was throwing at all of us, all of the wonderful complications that go along with the public health crisis as dire as a pandemic. And of course, there were other unpleasantries of American voting season going on and a very palpable societal stress and upheaval here in the States over issues of justice and law enforcement. It's just all of that. All of us faced that and it, it affected us all individually, deeply and profoundly. I, I just blows me away by how much resilience and strength all of that required to get through for any and all of us. I am here for now. Still. If you're listening, so are you. You got here. Holy damn. Which is you get up and you do an I am proud of me dance. Like right now. Yeah. Yeah, do it. Just get up, put the coffee down. Yeah, there you go. There's your I am proud of you dance. Excellent. Oh my God. So what does all of this stuff that I just talked about have anything to do with patience? Oh, curious. Which is what to know. Good. Well, a book kept falling across my path and I finally made it a priority. Not because I felt like I was being pushed to. It, just, it wasn't something that is was like, read this, read this, read this, read this. It was more like, hey, you know, it's here. I became curious about what my daemon was gently trying to tell me. And I was so very obviously missing the point. Especially after all of those obstacles that got tossed in my path like rose thorns. I assumed that obviously I'm doing some wrong doing something wrong. And I became pretty deflated over it. I mean, really deflated. I got the book and pretty much fell into it every time I opened it. And the thing that grabbed me hard on the first read was his talk about what he thought patience was. He thought of patience as something active and fluid and involving concentrated strength. <laughs> Literally, I stopped and put the book down and went out to the patio to contemplate with coffee and cigarette. Slavic's breakfast happened. Okay, okay, don't judge. Don't judge. No, don't go there. Don't judge. All right. Well, I sat there silent for a while, just rolling. It's like, what? How does this compute? I thought I heard the, I, I thought I heard my demon in the back of my head say something to the extent of yes. 
active, concentrated strength flowing toward one goal. Like your yoga. You move through the poses. You need to realign your body into its most correct form. You do this almost every day. And each practice brings more space in the body, more motion, more strength. You become the bamboo reed. And this knowing in your physical body lends your soul the patience to endure the burn life comes at you with. Of course, these may be the motions of my own mind processing the written words of my daemon. I like to lean toward the spirit and on these things because I'm not nearly that wise. And being a person who works closely to a kate, daemon work is just a part of working with our demons, you know, shadow work, demon work, etc. Oh, just a quick note. Demons, demons of the spirits of humans that have chosen to be of, uh, be of service to humanity, kind of as signposts. Kind of funny because he once said things about himself, you know, as being less of a guru and more of a signpost on the way toward progress. Whatever that looks like for you, of course. Anyway, I digress. Again, of course, the answers I got in relation to what patience really is led to more questions, but those, my dears, that's another tale to tell. This full moon in Taurus season with Scorpio markings, it will definitely test patience as goals yet seem really far off yet. But Taurus and Scorpio together this full moon can be an opportunity to dive into your ideas on where to apply your concentrated strength and slowly burn your way toward your goals and endure the process. I hope your full moon has been delicious and that you find the strength to feed whatever you have cast upon the moon. Today's episode has been brought to you by the Queen of Spades and Obsidian. Ugh. Queen of Spades. Okay. So, there's a little bit of a history with the Queen of Spades, yeah? Okay. She is the queen, of course, and she's always the queen that you want to keep an eye on because she is the one who could potentially mean you mortal harm. She could also be a witch. She could also be a judge, even. However, the thing to remember about this particular queen is that she is the one who has power and knows how to use it to get what she wants. Some would label her a cruel mother. Um, we, we hear the term tiger mom thrown around a lot, at least in my day. Um, 
doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing, but it could definitely, could definitely, as spades usually are, very, very ambivalent. So watch her. Obsidian. We love obsidian around here now, don't we? It's grounding, it's clearing, it blocks the negative energies, it transmutes them and gets them out of your atmosphere. We love it. Now, it is a long, long acting stone. It pulls out locked energies from trauma. It's best if it's used every day. For example, carry a stone in your pocket. You can put it in your bra if you're a lady. Oops. Not supposed to know we do that. So another way that you can incorporate obsidian into your life on a regular basis is sort of like a gua sha tool or maybe one of those face, you know, those stone face rollers that you can pick up. They're not too expensive. You can you can go pick one up for you know 10, 20 bucks over at the drugstore. You see an obsidian guisha tool, or if you see a you know obsidian roller, oh yeah, pick that up. Pick that up. Use it every day. Well, very brief rundown on the Queen of Spades and Obsidian. This has been your House of Odd Blurb. Have a great day! Okay, so as promised, I have three minutes of the singing bowl that I have played and we're going to use that to go ahead and work the Iron Pentacle. Now there are five points as implicated pentacle, penta five, yeah, haha, mm -hmm. <laughs> well anyway, so there are five points and each of those points have a specific resonance that we work on um, and the Iron Pentacle is more of an inner energetic working. It's more of a reflection of our inner selves and how we handle things internally and the strength that we build or hope to build because we're always evolving. Now, these five points are sex, pride, self, power, passion, and while you're working with this, it, the points themselves, while yes, those are important, however, it's also the bridges between the points that you want to go ahead and pay a little bit of attention to. How are they, how do they feel? Is there a rough texture? Is there, is, is it smooth? Is it wavy? Is it, how does it feel as it, as you draw that energy from the sex point down into your pride point? How does that feel? Take note of those things as you are moving the energy from point to point, forming a red line of hot iron energy within you. Now, the energy is traveling through your body, through a pentacle shaped form, just like you would draw it to bless an altar. And it starts at the top of the head with sex. And you start there. You drop the energy down into your right foot. And there you have pride. 
you draw the energy up into your left shoulder and there you have self you draw that energy right across your chest to your right shoulder yeah your right shoulder and that is power from power you're going to drop that energy down to your left foot where passion resides and then we're going to lift it right back up to the sex point and you're going to run through the whole pentacle hitting each point paying attention to each point's form its sharpness its dullness what could be better what needs to be shifted pay attention to those things now what do these points mean what do they mean oh okay so let's start with the most salacious one sex okay guys on that slide really so of course we are talking about yes the very physical act of congress in some cases but that's not always the case it could be surrounding gender issues it could be surrounding creation what are you creating what are you trying to bring forth into the world that's what they're talking about yeah there's that they i don't know but anyway that's that's what's being spoken of when we talk about sex now moving forward we're going down to pride pride isn't it about arrogance pride is about taking full measure and credit for what you have accomplished it doesn't mean that you go out and you you party every time you do something it what it means is you take full measure of it um for for example currently i'm reading be like uh be like water my friend from shannon lee and in there she talks about a story about her father being challenged and ultimately you know he he did win but her point was is that instead of running around crowing about his victory you know he analyzed how his victory wasn't exactly how he thought it would come about he talked about how unprepared he was for the actual actuality of what happened for that and he also remarked that if he had not been open for anything in that moment being empty in that moment allowed him to go ahead and go to victory but anyway Yes, he was proud of the fact that he did it, but he also took full measure and stock of what had happened and it led going forward to other great things that he did. So pride. That's the potential within you. And all of us have it. The next point is self. Are you taking care of yourself? Do you know yourself? 
are you doing things contrary to the well-being of yourself? Are some of the things that you want contrary to the well-being to yourself? How do you view yourself? Um, all of all of these things are really, really well wound up in that point. So looking at that, observing it, and then gently moving things around to put things in a better position for you energetically, sometimes has a very gentle effect. Be careful, don't don't sculpt too hard, don't judge too harsh, don't just observe and gently move. Now moving from self to power. How are you using your power? How do you collect your power? What disempowers you? What does your PowerPoint look like right now? Observe again, no judgment. And then moving down into passion. The thing that I notice about passion is that it can burn too hot, dissipating the good stuff, the essential oils of a wonderful thing, burning them up too quickly, too fast. So it's important to temper that heat. You know, there's, there's, I think it was a book I saw right now that just kind of said all of it on the title. I kind of looked at it and went, yep. But it talked about fire in the head and putting fire in the head in the, in the belly where it belongs. I was like, yeah, okay, that works. That's what we want when we're talking about passion. We don't want something that's going to burn out and and in a flash or or burn too hot that the essential oils and the essential goodness of what we are trying to do vaporize. If you need to bang the fires a little bit, that's fine. If you need to stoke them, that's fine too. But all of these things are going to be resident in each of these points that we're going to be working. So, observe. Don't judge. Let it roll for a while. Measure its truth. Because again, the effectiveness of a thing is measured in truth. That I think that's the very definition of it. It's like if, if it's if it's effective, there must be something true behind it. That's probably why they put it in the Muna principles. Yep, shamans are smart that way. Still learning. It's okay. We got this. Anyway, without any further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and get comfy, sit down, and run through the pentacles.
Thank you so much for joining me here in the House of Odd. It has been my pleasure to host you today. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and evening, wherever you are in this moment. Witch cave! <laughs>